Well, I want to welcome you to the inaugural episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast. I'm your host, Mississippi Agriculture and Commerce Commissioner Andy Gibson, and here on Genuine Mississippi, we'll be covering the very best of everything genuinely grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in the Magnolia State. We'll be talking to farmers and growers behind all of Mississippi's fresh, flavorful produce, the great folks who harvest all of our amazing seafood, aquaculture, those who raise our fine beef and pork right here in Mississippi. And of course, all the local artisans and craftsmen who are making such cool Mississippi stuff. Now, they've all got stories to tell, and you're going to hear them all right here on our podcast. Now, that basically is the show in a genuine Mississippi nutshell. Uh, along the way, we hope our listeners gain a genuine appreciation for Mississippi agriculture and commerce. So much so, we hope you'll even consider joining as members of the Genuine Mississippi program. You can do that at GenuineMS.com. But one of the biggest benefits is you can let everybody know that just like me, you are Genuine Mississippi and you will accept no imitations. One of the great things we do through the Mississippi Department of Agriculture and Commerce is to travel the state, travel the country, promoting our members, Genuine Mississippi products, and we always take that opportunity to let folks know the wonderful things grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. All right, so today on our first ever inaugural genuine mississippi podcast we're kicking things off in a very special way with some very special guests don vanderworken of pearl river tea company in poplarville down in pearl river county and we also have Paige manning market development director here at your mississippi department of agriculture and commerce she and her team have been busy promoting this program all across the state of mississippi and uh, I want to thank our producer, Mark Leffler. He's here with us today and appreciate his help in getting this podcast off the ground and successful. Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. We kicked off the Genuine Mississippi program right at a year ago as Mississippi's new state branding and promotional campaign. It's a state branding program for the, our entire state, everything that uh, we can highlight as far as the wonderful things grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. And, of course, it coincides with the fact that agriculture is and always has been Mississippi's largest industry. It's our number one industry, $8 billion impact to our economy every single year. 29% of our workforce is employed in some agriculture-related occupation, and we want to grow it even more as more and more people want to buy local want to support their local farmers we think this is a program that is going to take off and be highly successful so to get us started today Paige, uh, can you tell us a little bit about genuine mississippi grown raised crafted and made what does that mean and who can be an associate member Yes, sir. We've got lots of people across the state that can be members of our program, and I think you would agree we've had a great time this past year promoting Genuine Mississippi, and through your leadership, we've been able to really make an impact and to tell the stories of all of our creative and hardworking farmers and crafters and manufacturers that we have in the state. 
to be Mississippi grown, raised, crafted, or made, um, you just really have to make a product. We keep our program very simple. So it's simple for people to join and so people can understand it really easily what we're all about Um, if you see the grown logo on something then you know it's a crop product that's grown here in the state you might see this a lot of times on produce and other crops like blueberry and tea that i know later on you'll be talking to don vander working about with pearl river tea and we also have our raised products this includes anything from different types of meats aquaculture products seafood even dairy honey products are included in this as well And we also have a big variety of crafted products, and that can be anything from foods and beverages, but it also includes any handmade items as well that may be jewelry or things of that nature. And we also have our made category of products, and this is for our manufactured products that we have in the state. So it doesn't matter how large or how small you are, you can still be a member of Genuine Mississippi. And even if you don't necessarily have a product that you produce yourself, but you support our members in some way, you can join as well as an associate member. You may be a retailer that sells genuine Mississippi products. We would love to have you join um, agritourism operations or farmers markets within the state that have Mississippi farmers there. We would love for them to join as well. And of course, we've got lots of restaurants across the state that are using Mississippi ingredients. They could join as well. So Not only do you have to produce something, but as long as you support the program in some way, we would love to have you join our program. That that is awesome. You know, uh, a lot of people, I think, uh, may be operating under the idea that this was just about agriculture, which it is focused on agriculture, and we will always be focused on agriculture, our greatest industry. Uh, But it really is for anyone who's making a Mississippi-made product, whatever that may be. So you mentioned restaurants. Uh, retailers uh, give us some are there some examples of folks who've joined in that associate category for example who may not fall into the other typical categories that's correct um, we've got members like the Mississippi Farm Bureau mm-hmm. the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board Mississippi Poultry Association those that are out there promoting agriculture promoting our farmers trying to sell more Mississippi products those are included as well and I know you mentioned even the made category and it being about agriculture if you go and look at our website site and you check out our made members a lot of those in some way are making products that go back that impact our farmers every day and our agriculture industry absolutely and, and, and genuine mississippi is something that's being known around the world oh yeah you know, that's pretty exciting i was in uzbekistan what two or three weeks ago and delivered some genuine Mississippi items to that country that wants to do business with us and with our to support our farmers and Mississippi agriculture in general. So it's a great program, Paige. And uh, I tell you what, uh, we'll talk later on uh, about the logo itself. But uh, uh, I want to I want to say kudos to the designers who created the genuine mississippi brand it is a brand and it's so popular people love the way just the the appearance of this you see the outline of the state of mississippi in our initials there ms and it stands out uh, among the crowded i will tell you a quick story i was in the delta visiting a farmer and the farmer this was last year liked it so much he liked the the brand so much he had someone build 
a brand like you would brand cattle with <laughs> and put the genuine Mississippi brand in it and shipped it to me. And it's very heavy, but I'm proud of it because it. I told them we want to put that brand on everything, grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. Paige, how do people find out about the products that they can buy? And, and you know, it's one thing to say, well, we've got genuine Mississippi products, but it's another thing to connect consumers with the actual products. How do people know where to go shop for Genuine Mississippi items? Yes, they, very easy. They can go to our website, GenuineMS.com, and we use the website as a tool, as you well know, to not only tell the stories of our members that we have, but to also use it as a way to promote those products. So if you go to our website, you can search it by category. Within each of those categories, you can do a simple subcategory search as well. It's very easy to maneuver around the website. But when you go on there and you find a member, you can read about them, hear about their story. We've got a way you can link to their social media, to their websites. They have pictures of their products or their farms that they have. Um, But one really cool thing that sets us apart from some other programs like this is we have mapping capabilities on there. So you can actually find out retail locations or maybe they just sell off their farm. You can find out those locations. So we're not just showing you, hey, these are some great Mississippi products that we have in the state. We're completing that circle. So people will know where they can go purchase them. Therefore, what we hope to do with that is to help drive up their sales. So we're doing more than just promoting them as Mississippi. It can be an economic development tool as well. Absolutely. We've we've dropped a pin to the location itself and people can go buy or they can buy online through the website. Now, our members, uh, all of our members, we appreciate every one of them, but each one of them has a unique story to tell. So walk us through how a member would tell their story and how they have that opportunity through the program. Through the program and especially through our website that we have, we've got a couple of different questions on there so they can tell about themselves, but also they can tell why do they think it's important that they are genuine Mississippi? Why do they think it's important that consumers shop locally and to tell what sets them apart from others? So they really get to use that. We've been doing a lot of social media to help promote those great companies that we have and those great farms that we have. And of course, we're using tools like this podcast to help tell those stories as well. So those podcasts, they are going to be on our website and also we've got some great videos that we have made um, for our members. We're trying to to get around to as many as we can. So those are on our YouTube channel and we'll be getting on our website as well. So if there's a company that you may not have heard of before, go on our website, check them out. Lots of great stories out there. Yeah. And a member can create their own profile, tell their own story on the GenuineMS.com website, and then they can update that really at any point. Is that right? That's correct. When you become a member, you get a login information. So if there's something specific, if you've got a new product, maybe you've got something going on on your farm, an event that you want to share, you can go on there at your leisure and you can update your profile and you can update your pictures as well and your retail locations if you pick up new locations where you sell your product. And that mapping capability, too, is really neat where, where people can plan trips, you know, to hit as many of the genuine MS locations as they can within on the trip. That's exactly right. 
And then one last thing, I, I guess this is more about uh, motivation. You know, one of the reasons I think, uh, see if you agree with this, that, that this program has been successful and is really taking off is people, including the younger people of Mississippi, uh, people want to buy more local foods. They want to buy more local products, support their local communities. Uh, give us some examples of that. Uh, what have you seen and what are you hearing out there as you go around the state? I think you've hit it right on. People are very interested in buying locally. And I think they do it for a couple of reasons. They want to know that person that they're purchasing from. A lot of times they just may want to know, how are my tomatoes grown? You know what? How are my other things grown that I get at the farmer's market? You know, and I think a lot of it goes back to people just wanting to know where is my food coming from, which I think we've all seen a lot of people today don't really realize exactly where their food comes from. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that we can do with this program is to help people know my food does not just come from the grocery store shelf. There's a process that it takes to get there. And behind that, food is a farmer. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, not only are they supporting themselves and their families with healthy, locally sourced products, but they're supporting Mississippi's economy and a, right. a local farmers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things about Genuine MS that's important to me, too, is you, you have families and you have kids that are we're so digitized now they're on these devices but you know your your agritourism or going to see something getting made something real that connection to where our food comes from um it's all you know. about experiences these <laughs> <Exactly>. days <laughs> right. we're going to talk about in just a moment two very common items that people may enjoy but they may have no clue about how they're produced and those are blueberries and tea And guess what? We produce both of those things right here in Mississippi, and you can buy genuine Mississippi blueberries and tea from a local farmer. So uh, it's a great connection. It's reconnecting people to the land. I think it's an innate human desire to be connected to the land, and I think this is helping fulfill that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I want it for my own kids. You know, we we try to get them out, and we do gardening and things, but, you know, getting them outside, getting them – you know, to reconnect with what's important. Is, that's an important thing. Okay. Well, Paige, anything else you want to add as we uh, as we uh, move to the next segment? I'll just uh, let everybody know, please go to our website, GenuineMS.com, to find the variety of items that we have. We are adding new members all the time. So if you come today and you look at our website, don't think it's always going to look like that. It's come back tomorrow you're going to see more members so the longer we go the more products that you will be able to find on there yeah and really it is quite a diverse set of products just click on the grown raised crafted or made and take a look at how many different types of products we have to be proud of right here in the magnolia state thanks Paige. thanks for being on and thanks for helping get this program off the ground in a great way we appreciate you and your team Hi, I'm Don Vanderwerken, partner with Pearl River Tea. I'm David Rich from Rich Grain Distilling Company in Canton, Mississippi. I'm Leslie Henderson, founder of Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. I'm Jerry Carter from Queen's Reward Meadery. And I am Genuine Mississippi. And I am Genuine Mississippi. And I am Genuine Mississippi. And we are Genuine Mississippi. It is my genuine pleasure to introduce my friend Don Vanderwerken of Pearl River Tea Company. 
And Don actually has to join us by phone because he's on the farm, and blueberry season is in full swing. In addition to his tea, uh, Don grows blueberries that are there. He's harvesting even right now. So while tea is a staple in most of our homes across Mississippi and the South, for that matter, most people don't realize that we grow tea right here in Mississippi. Uh, Don, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Commissioner, it's a pleasure to join you today. Uh, as you said, uh, we are harvesting berries. We're coming close to the end, probably another seven, eight more days. Uh, so we're trying to get all the berries off the bush. And we're processing berries. We've got uh, lots of orders coming in last minute. And so we're, we're thankful for that. Uh, it's a so-so season. We had a little bit of a freeze in February, but somehow they produced. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we have blueberries on our farm, too, and we noticed, really thought, a devastating freeze. Uh, but uh, some of them came back, and I'm glad to hear yours did, too. And, in fact, uh, you remember about this time last year, I visited your farm, and you were, at that time, packing blueberries, as I remember, or freezing blueberries. Uh, uh, but glad to hear you're still going, and and also growing that good tea that I've had a great uh, time enjoying. It's some of the best I've ever had. Don, why don't you tell us, well, before we get into the tea discussion, why don't you tell our listeners real quickly what's involved in harvesting the blueberries, how you do that there on your farm. We are blessed that uh, 30, 40 years ago, we had some pioneers in the blueberry industry here um, that uh, saw that uh, there was uh, that our soil conditions and our weather uh were, were perfect for growing uh, rabbit-eye blueberries in this area. Um, our berries are uniquely situated here in this part of Mississippi, the southern part around Hattiesburg and Covington County, Pearl River, Stone County, uh, and the Wayne County growers that we, we serve a market, a mid-market here, um, Memphis, uh, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Mobile, and et cetera. So, a lot of the marketers like us because uh, we can get the berries fresh into the market uh, pretty quick. Um, so uh, growing blueberries takes a couple of years to get them started, uh, but once they get started, uh, they harvest really good. Our season usually runs from May to June or to the end of June. Um, we also harvest berries not only for fresh but also the frozen market. Um, a couple of years back, we uh, we started exporting our berries um, to uh, uh, Latin America, but then we uh, ventured out into India. We were Mississippi was one of the very first states to bring frozen berries into India, which is uh, which is a great market. 1.3 million mouths need to be feed there, fed there, and uh, they continue to uh, buy our berries. Recently, we had a, a group uh, from Vietnam. Three weeks ago, um, they were at Sandy Run Farms and uh, in Purvis, and also um, the Great Southern Farm in Richmond, Mississippi, and that's our largest blueberry farm uh, uh, grower. Uh, and uh, they uh, came and looked, and they bought a container load of frozen blueberries. So uh, in two weeks, uh, we'll be shipping a load of um, Mississippi berries to Vietnam. So uh, we couldn't do any of this without... Uh, the Mississippi Department of Agriculture, Paige and Susan, do a great job of getting out there and marketing and keeping us in contact with stuff. So we appreciate it. Well, that's our job. We're, we're very excited to hear that. And, uh, you know, I was in India in 2017 most recently, and 
we really are excited about that relationship you were a part of really establishing that close relationship with the world's fastest growing country india and i don't think a lot of people realize india will have more people than china in only three years time so it's a great opportunity for for you and for mississippi farmers in general don let me ask you this uh, in your experience in india do they like to eat blueberries the way we like to eat berries in different uh, uh, different forms and fashions, uh, whether it be maybe in our cereal or, or in a pie? or what, what? How do they prefer their berries over there? Yeah, they like it in yogurts. They like it in smoothies. They like it fresh. They like it. Um, but what's unique about it is uh, seven, eight years ago, most of them did not even know what a blueberry was. Um and so because they had other fruits and vegetables there, and so it was a unique opportunity. Um, if it wasn't for uh, the push by the Blueberry Council and USTR and uh, Foreign Agriculture Service pushing to open market access, uh, they probably still wouldn't know what a blueberry was. And that's the same thing with Vietnam. This is unique uh, to us here in Mississippi as well. We have access to Vietnam, and they opened it up for blueberries, chicken, and shrimp, which we have all three here in the state. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is uh, this is an exciting time. In Vietnam, they have 100 million people, and 60% of their population is under the age of 25. So it's wow. a unique opportunity for us to, to go over there. So, yes, they do. What the thing is, social media and the Internet has uh, made the world much smaller. So the same taste, desires, and and experiences we have here they want to yeah i noticed when i was in india uh you never know what kind of reception you're going to receive wherever you travel in the world but i'm here to tell you my experience was uh, the people of india love america they love mississippi and they want what we have and uh, they're excited that we were there and i know you've probably had the same experience oh yes sir yes sir what do you, what do you think it means for the state of Mississippi, for your business, for uh, for Mississippi agriculture in general, to have this kind of relationship with India and, and Vietnam and these other places that are opening uh, new markets for us. You know, the one thing that we, I think that's important is is that uh, the genuine Mississippi mark um, is important not only here in in the state of Mississippi um, because local folk want to buy local product, which we truly appreciate. But also, it uh, when you're traveling abroad, I remember one time I was in Hong Kong at a at a restaurant, and a gentleman was walking around with Mississippi State T-shirt, and we struck up a conversation. And uh, uh, lo and behold, he knew somebody that I knew somebody. Mississippi is a small wow. state, but yeah. I mean, we're all over the world, and having that mark on there kind of brings people together and identifies um, uh, uniqueness among products. Absolutely. What a great what a great segue to the next topic I want to, to get into, and that is something that really most people, I dare say, don't realize we grow in Mississippi, and that's tea. Uh, we all drink tea. Everybody loves sweet tea, iced tea, unsweet, whatever your preference is, sun-made. But uh, we're, we're heavy tea drinkers in the South, and especially right here in Mississippi. Who knew that we grew it, that you grew it, right there in Pearl River County? And so uh, tell us the story. How did you get into growing tea at Pearl River Tea Company? Well, I tell you, uh, you know, it, it's all about timing on everything. And one day I was in the greenhouse and listening to NPR, Mississippi Public Broadcasting, and a gentleman by the name of Felder Rushing was talking to a, talking about camellia bushes. Uh, long story short, just a 
four-second segment, he goes, did you realize one time Mississippi used to grow tea? And that curiosity got me going. So I started doing some research and found out that, uh, uh, sure enough, here in Poplarville, there was some tea research being done back in the early uh, 50s. And uh, I also found out that uh, Dr. B up in Mississippi State, a horticulture professor up there, was doing some initial research. And so we got together and uh, found out there was a couple other like-minded folks doing tea. So I just started buying some tea and tea plants. I bought some out of uh, Camellia Forest out of North Carolina, and uh, I killed half of them the first time. <laughs> and uh, now we have we, – well, we had to learn. I knew nothing, and it was not a whole lot of research. What year did you begin this process? I may not have uh, asked that. That was probably about eight years, eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. So, okay, and, uh, so you've been into this eight or nine years now. Yeah. And then, so we went to India to go look at how they were growing tea in India and came back and uh, took some of their ideas and uh, we got better at it. And then we had to learn how to process it. And just by chance, Mississippi State had a visiting professor from China. He came down here and spent a weekend with us and uh, showed us how but like all good things, you know, we had to start doing things our way versus what they do in China because tea is made in a hundred different ways. Uh, the Chinese method, the Korean method, the Indian method, the uh, all kinds of different ways. So we make ours the Mississippi way, and uh, it's oh, really right. good. It's a very <laughs> similar process. We make about uh, nine different varieties. Um, our our top sellers are Pearl River Black, which is basically black tea that you get uh, anywhere at any restaurant. And then we we, we have uh, obviously the green tea, and we also have the ginger blend. The unique thing about tea is tea comes from a camellia sinensis bush, a camellia bush. And mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to make green tea or black tea, it's just all in the process. It, it's an art. And uh, so there are many growers here in the U.S., they're artists and growers. Um, uh, there's a couple here in Mississippi that are growing tea. Some of them are doing more exotic teas and very expensive teas, and we're just making straight. Um, and uh, it's uh, we're growing um, uh, very slowly because uh, it's uh, so. An offshoot of that is is that we started thinking about uh, listening to what customers how they want it. So we blended our tea. So now we make uh, a black tea with uh, our blueberry. Uh, so we, we blend blueberry and black tea together, which is really good tea. That's the and black and we blue. Also, yeah. That's the black and blue. And we also juice it, too. So we're, uh, we're, we're bottling it. Uh, we have a small bottling plant we sell in farmer's markets and a few grocery stores. So that's been quite popular. Um, and then uh, one other thing that they've asked us to make is, which is unique, um, is we're making some uh, blueberry uh, green tea matcha, which is a uh, very unique form, but it sells. Uh, it's very expensive. And yeah. uh, again, using some old technology, we're, 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 we're making it. Yeah. And, and everything you just described is so, so interesting. And I think one commonality is there. Uh, uh, people may know or may not know blueberries are kind of a superfood from a health antioxidant standpoint one of the great things about uh, natural products like blueberries and then at the same time you've got this green tea which is in the same uh, for health conscious people is very popular 
And you you found a way to blend all that together into a matcha tea, huh? Well, I mean, again, uh, it's it's not really me coming up with these ideas. It's just consumers are asking us, can you do this? Can you? This is what sells in oh. outlet stores. So the market's so driving. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. And But the other thing that's interesting here is, is that, um, uh, you know, when we started this process long ago, you know, uh, uh, my parents struggled with uh, – with uh, um, uh, obesity and diabetes and health disease. And I said, if I was ever had the chance and good Lord willing, I was going to get involved into doing something healthy and blueberries is, uh, is, uh, is a, is uh, well, a lot of folks don't realize Mississippi is, um, is, is the 15th largest grower of blueberries in the States. I mean, we're the largest mm. in the mid South. I mean, yeah. and you know, everyone says we don't do, but, you know, chicken, catfish, and, you know, and, and trees and, and cows mm. in Mississippi. And we'll think again, we, we're a large yeah. fruit producer as well. Absolutely. I, I tell people, uh, if it's worth growing, we grow it in Mississippi and we do it better than anybody else. And uh, that's a great story there. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Don, what's your favorite tea? Mine is, we have the one that I think I, I like the most is the uh, gingerbread. Um, gingerbread. Tea. It's, uh, yeah. And it's uh, black tea, and it has cinnamon, and it has orange peel in it. Yeah, I've had some, and it's really good. All of it's good. I have to confess, uh, I really like the Pearl River black, the basic tea, but I also drink the green, of, and uh, that black and blue is really good, too. I like them all. Well, uh, let me ask you um, about the Genuine Mississippi brand itself, Don. I know you, you're one of our first members, and we, I want to thank you for that because when we rolled this out last July, we really didn't know how it would catch on, but uh, really it's been a great response, and I want to thank you for being one of the members uh, that early on said, yeah, I want to be a Genuine Mississippi branded company. And uh, what has the response been, uh, I guess, both locally and uh, you already talked some about internationally, but what's been the response with that genuine Mississippi brand? Well, first of all, I appreciate you all having that program. Uh, second of all, whoever designed the logo, I'm, um, really, uh, uh, it's it's really neat. Um, mm-hmm. It's unique. It's different. Um, uh, it's uh, people. It rolls off the tongue on social media because we most of our advertising and promotion is on social media and. Uh, we get a lot more social engagement, um, and it's uh, it's easy to remember. Um, uh, second of all, you know, obviously, you know, we compete in a very uh, the tea market is a it's heavily it's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people importing teas and Lipton and Rileys and there are a lot of different teas out there. So for me uh, to go ahead and be able to put the genuine Mississippi logo on it, it makes me stand out a little bit more on the grocery shelf or wherever we are. And with, it's on all of our, uh, labeling. So that's, it gives us a unique advantage and people, the buyer, particularly, uh, the local buyers, um, I ran into a lady who was living in, um, in, uh, South Carolina recently. I was at the grocery store and she said, uh, uh I came in here to buy something, that was from my hometown here in Poplarville and I wanted to give to some friends and I'm so happy you're doing this. So mm-hmm. in the gift and the giving market, you know, which is a large segment here in Mississippi, uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, there's a lot of transplants out of Mississippi. So they want to do something to bring something home. So in the gift yeah. market, uh, our gift does well. Um, the other thing I would have to say is, is that, uh, 
uh, it's only as good as uh, the program itself. You just throw a logo out there, you really have to have some really good support. So we appreciate you doing this podcast and all the advertisings and the little stickers and giveaways and getting it out there because uh, it, it really does help drive sales. Right. Well, thank you. We're we're glad to do it. I remember when I was on your farm last year, you told me a number that has just really uh, gotten my attention. Uh, all these years, you know, I've been buying my favorite off-the-shelf brand of tea uh, at the grocery store. And uh, before we had the Genuine Mississippi program and, you know, really didn't think about how old tea was on the shelf. And then I tasted your tea, and it was because it was locally sourced, locally grown. It was so fresh, and it was uh, rejuvenating. And then you told me, t- tell our listeners about the age of the tea, uh, the, generally speaking, on the grocery store shelves. You know, and not to take away, there's a lot of great tea out there. From yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that do some great tea. And we're in a unique climate, uh, microclimate here in Mississippi, and so the, you know, camellias do very well. So we can harvest several times, and our tea then is uh, less than three or four up to six months old, whereas some teas may be uh, coming overseas could be anywhere from two, three, four years, five, even 30 years old. It depends. Mm. Um, Some teas do better when they age, um, but um, I think our tea is better because it's stronger, it's more fresh and, you know, more invigorating. And, again, it's how you process and and, and doing this. I will have to say that uh, this whole process, I couldn't do it all by myself. I've, uh, it's been a journey. We've had several people. I think I mentioned it before. But I think the thing that's interesting is, is that there's a lot of young people. Um, I think uh, the people that work on our farm, the average age is I got a 15-year-old, and I've got a, a 16, a 17, a 19, and a one that just graduated from Southern. And, um, uh, you know, it just gives me faith that, you know, saying the kids don't want to work on a farm, but uh, when you give them an opportunity to learn something, particularly tea and blueberries, it just it makes it, uh, it makes it interesting. And they are the ones that are actually driving uh, the innovation on the tea and the, the blueberry juice and blueberry lemonade and blueberry black tea. Uh, I just, I'm just giving them my moral support and, and genuine adult supervision, but they're the ones who are doing it, and I'm very proud of these guys. And that's exciting. You know, our, our young people really have some great ideas, and it's good to hear the stories like that, and not only are they working on the farm, but innovating. Uh, do you have events on your farm, Don? Uh, do you have uh, open house events? People can come see what you're doing. Uh, we're having an event right now at four, four to eight. We're having a barbecue and we're serving tea and blueberries. And um, some of my family is down and uh, we, we do that. We also, yeah. we, we welcome anybody to come out here to learn about how we'll, we'll offer classes if people are interested and we do that occasionally. And then um, if folks just want to come out and uh, pick blueberries, you're more than welcome to do that too. That's great. Now, for the listeners out there who want to buy your tea uh, or blueberries that you grow, uh, where, where would they go? Uh, is that a, a, through your website or their local stores that you could refer them to? Good thing about the program, you can list every store where you have your product now, which I thought was is really cool because, again, it's driving by uh, social media. 
we're really big in the farmers markets uh, in New Orleans. Obviously, we're close to New Orleans, so that's our market. But our one market that we love to do once a month is the farmers market in Diamond Head, uh, Mississippi. We do that, and uh, we're really excited about that one because it's a it's a it's a good little market for us, and you know, we're big supporters of them. Obviously, we do the farmers market here in Poplarville, and people can come to the farm. Uh, we two weeks ago we had the blueberry jubilee. We would have a lot of blueberries there, and uh, uh, we do sell to. We also we're, we're packing for the school lunch program, Great. but uh, through Capital City Produce, and that is uh, uh, we we pack a small pack for them, and it goes uh, to Baton Rouge. Good deal. Great. Well, I I uh, appreciate that, and of course, people can go to genuineMS.com and look you up, Pearl River Tea Company, and uh, look at those locations, and also your website. Um, are there any other areas in the world as we get ready to wrap up here? Uh, any other particular markets internationally that you're looking into that you want to talk about, or any any ideas that ways we could help through uh, the Genuine Mississippi program to reach those markets because. Uh, we want to explore those. Uh, Central America um, uh, is uh, is we've we've, done, we've actually sent some folks down there from uh, uh, down here to Mississippi and down in Guatemala to do some promotion of blueberries down there, and uh, and it, we've had some success down there. Hmm. But uh, I think one thing that uh, you know uh, we, we grow uh, one thing about U.S. farmers we grow a lot of uh, blueberries, and so there's always a struggle of uh, uh, too much blueberry, too overproduction. Yeah. However, um, there's a bunch of uh, new markets that can be used with blueberries. And uh, what I'm really pushing now is, is that we do more with uh, 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 products that can be used in blueberries. And one of the things I think we really need to push on is uh, 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 more blueberry products into uh, pet foods and animal foods. Um, and, and, you know, and it was just pointed out to me that there's over 200 different products that have blueberries in it because the same health benefits for humans, it's also for our pets. And we do love our pets, you know, yeah. and, and also with, uh, horses and uh, all of these other uh, different things. So uh, I think that's where we probably our next opportunity. We really need the commissioner and uh, y'all to get out there and uh, hit those markets for us. We are doing it. In fact, uh, we, we hosted the new consul general here in Mississippi uh, this this spring, and uh, she's doing a great job, and uh, we're planning a, a, a trade mission, and we'd love you to be a part of that uh, as well. as we Just let us know. Well, Don, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to, to talk with us today. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to, to uh, discuss as we conclude? We appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Um, you guys have been true supporters, not only to me, but the other farms out there. Uh, um, uh, honestly, uh, uh, you, Commissioner, I'm, I was just absolutely shocked when you said you went to every county in, uh, in the state and uh, just visited farms. I mean, that, was, that says a lot about your commitment to us in agriculture. Um, and, but uh, you alone can't do it. I've, everyone I've met over there, Department of Agriculture has just been just doors open always and never had a negative thing said. So I really appreciate everything y'all are doing. 
We're glad to do it. And uh, again, our, our agenda is for you to succeed. So thanks for being a member and uh, thanks for being on the show. And if you want to find out more about Pearl River Tea Company, uh, about their tea or blueberries and locations to purchase their varieties, you go to genuinems.com. And there you'll find not only Mississippi-grown tea, but lots of other Mississippi-grown, raised, crafted, and made products. Thanks, Don. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, it's been great. I want to invite you to be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast, Sipping in the Sip. We'll be highlighting the craft beverage industry right here in Mississippi. This industry is a growing trend over the United States, and some of Mississippi's finest beverage crafters are members of Genuine Mississippi. We'll be taking a time to visit with some of Mississippi's first in the craft beverage industry, Leslie Henderson from Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company in Kiln, Mississippi, Jerry and Jeffrey Carter from Queen's Reward Meadery in Tupelo, and David Rich from Rich Grain Distilling Company in Canton. You can always find our podcast at genuinems.com forward slash podcast, and you can become members at genuinems.com forward slash membership. Until then, as always, I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.